0: And today, the question we are asking ourselves is, how can you, my fellow Christian born-again sister, out there sustain a holy Christian salvation at the workplace, at the marketplace? How can you sustain a holy Christian salvation? And our conversation today broke out after we listened to an excerpt From the powerful messages of the Lord When the man of God The mightiest prophet of the Lord In that message that we listen to You hear the Lord exalting separation And one statement that I said Caught my attention and pierced my heart Is when the mightiest prophet of the Lord said That the cure to today's condition of the church And the hearts of men The fall in the church is separation. And that's how our discussion came up. How then can you, my fellow Christian sister out there, sustain a holy Christian salvation in the workplace, in the marketplace? Call any Christian sister you know from within and outside Kenya and ask them to quickly join us on our discussion tonight. And remember, at the end of it all, we will open our phone lines and invite you also to join us here in the conversation. But meanwhile, you can write us your text messages here. You can send a text message or an email or a WhatsApp message as we continue. Now, to bring on board every sister that is tuned in tonight, from both within and outside Kenya, as I said, this is to address myself today to my fellow sisters who are born again out there. And these some of them are nurses, some of them are secretaries, clerks, tellers, cashiers, your teachers, maybe high school teacher, primary school teacher, a banker, you could be You just graduated the other day, so far you've not found a job. You're still Tamar Or maybe you are a student pursuing your degree. Or you are in the Ph.D. program. Maybe as a law student at the School of Law. Or just a young lady in the university. But generally a sister out there. And today, in our discussion, we realized that the environment in which we are in today is full of challenges. There are so many challenges. And the devil comes luring today's Christians in a very subtle and simple way. And that could be in that office where The males, the male colleagues, your boss or a man there in the office is luring you and ensnaring you with lunch invitations. It begins very simple, very, very simple, like a lunch invitation. And then you are walking with him to lunch and you see that that invitation for lunch is loaded. It is not an innocent Invitation. And the question is, my beloved fellow sister out there, have you separated? Because in today's message, the Lord exalted separation. Have you separated at the workplace? A robber or thief or thug always comes To a home And too often By checking which part of the fence Is broken And porous Then he uses it to enter That home And enter and rob So my fellow sisters there I very much understand That getting a job In this marketplace Is not easy It has become very competitive and wicked at the same time. Getting a job in this marketplace, I very much understand that it is not easy. But are you living a separated Christian life? However much difficult it is, however much not easy it is, the thief Normally checks for which portion, which portion or which part of the wall is broken. And that is the portion he's going to use as his door to enter and rob. My question to you fellow sisters who are out there in the marketplace, in the workplace, now you are at home, some of you are at work, night duty, Or traveling back home. My question to you is. Are you going to trade in. Your hard won salvation. For sustaining. Your job. And as we continue. uh, Fellow Christian sisters out there. My question to you once again. Is have you separated In the marketplace In the workplace And are you going to trade in Your hard won salvation For sustaining your job Or for getting a promotion at work For having an increment of salary For getting favors From your employer Your boss Your supervisor, the head of your department. Sometimes the broken fence is the acceptance of sick but subtle comments that the male colleagues or men make. For example, they tell you, you are great today that that dress of yours looks wonderful could that be the broken part of your wall because sometimes the broken fence is the acceptance of such sick but subtle comments regarding your dress or your hair dre- your hairstyle or the perfume that you've put on remember that in Jerusalem, the Lord commanded Israel to construct a strong wall to protect the city of God from the marauding Bedouins who would rob the city. And today, when the Lord talks about a city, He means the church and the Lord God Almighty Jehovah is today asking and instructing the Christians to build a strong wall. Because, as it was during the olden days of Jerusalem, there are many, many marauding Bedouins who want to make their way into your Christian salvation and trample it and defile it. My fellow sister out there, what is it that constitutes the poorest part of your Christian wall? What is it? What, what is this that constitutes the poorest part of your Christian wall? Remember that the marauding Bedouins will do the following. Trample and defile the holy place of worship. And number two, defile the holy place and cause God Almighty to reject that altar. And number three, cause God Almighty Jehovah to reject any sacrifice presented from that place. And four, Rob the holy things of worship. Is not this what the present day Bedouins want to do with your heart? The holy altar of God's worship. To trample and defile your heart. Which is God's holy place of worship. To defile your heart. And cause God Almighty to reject you. And cause almighty Jehovah to reject any sacrifice presented from your heart and by you. And rob the holy things of worship. Rob you. Isn't this what the present day the want to do with your heart? The holy altar of God's worship. Remember the thugs and thieves and robbers check on the broken part of the wall. And remember that the devil is always bankrupt of new ideas. He's always using the same, same old tricks, bankrupt of new ideas. Therefore, Just like the marauding Bedouins Always came back to check If the part of the world they used to break in If it is still open So do the thieves and robbers and thugs Always Always come back to a home That they previously robbed And the first thing they come to check is to find out If that part of the wall is still broken So are the present day bedwins Always checking for the same spot on the wall That they used to bring you down last time My beloved fellow sister out there Remember But when Nehemiah heard about the broken wall of Jerusalem, he wept so bitterly and totally uncontrollably. He was sad. Nehemiah was distressed. He was broken. He was poor. He was dysfunctional. Nehemiah wept very, very bitterly. Have you wept, my fellow sister, out there? Have you wept? Could it be that that is the poorest part of your Christian world that the devil is planning to use? I now read from the book of Amos, chapter 9, verse 11 to 12. The rebuilding of the broken wall. The rebuilding of the broken wall. And the Bible says in Amos, chapter 9, 11 to 12. In that day, I will restore David's fallen tent. I will repair its broken places, restore its ruins, and build it as it used to be, so that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the nations that bear my name, declares the Lord, Who will do these things? The rebuilding of the wall. This is the day for us as sisters to rebuild the wall. And the question is, what is this porous part of your Christian wall that the devil is planning to use? This is the day to repent and change cause and rebuild the wall. My fellow sisters out there, have you observed a totally separated Christian life at the workplace? Have you? Maybe You could be my fellow sister out there Who just got into A degree program And you are told You cannot graduate here in this university Until you sleep with your supervisor This evil is so big out there in universities And it is worse with PhD degrees, which have even been called so-called personal degrees, which most of the time depends on the relationship you hewn with your supervisor. Always traveling with the supervisor. Always in your PhD supervisor's office. Using the same car with him. Eating together. Going to check on research projects out there together. It is always about your PhD supervisor. And maybe you, my sister, who is now pursuing your master's degree or PhD degree? Maybe you are married and your husband is complaining day on end, year on end. Could that be your poorest part of the Christian world you behold? even as a sales representative for that company in the supermarket or a marketing executive, maybe a high school teacher. Remember, the Bible tells us that we must separate as Christians of these last days. We must separate. I'm reading from Second Corinthians, chapter six, verse fourteen to verse eighteen. Second Corinthians, chapter six, verse fourteen to verse eighteen. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? What does a believer have in common With an unbeliever What agreement is there Between the temple of God and idols For we are the temple of the living God As God has said I will live with them And walk among them And I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. And he says, touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Fellow Christian sisters, the Bible tells us, That we must separate as Christians Of these last days The Bible tells us That we must separate That we must separate as Christians In these last days And fellow Christian sisters you must separate as Christians of these last days maybe it is those sick comments that you have entertained as my sister out there a woman, fellow sister out there. And I know that sometimes we have been lied to by the devil. And we sometimes tend to subtly accept comments from men at the workplace. And they are validating you. And this sickness has become so epidemic to the extent that we we are even lied to by Satan as sisters. To the extent that sometimes you find my fellow sisters buying new dresses and wearing new dresses and we reach a point of expecting men at the workplace to make comments towards how we look and if they don't you are depressed you are offended you can catch somebody and kill is that the broken part of your Christian wall? Could that be the porous part of the wall that the devil is cutting? Maybe you are a new manager in a new job and the devil is lying to you that you are high up there. And then, you get by this new pair of shoes. He lies to you. High heels. Stilettos. And the purpose is that when you go to office, men may comment on that. And you know, my fellow sisters, how the wearing of those high shoes... Present our backsides very bad. Very sinful and immoral. Could be, could, could it be that that is the poorest part of your Christian wall? Could it be that those high shoes, stilettos, are the broken parts of our wall of salvation. My fellow sisters, you know that the devil surely is a liar. Sometimes that porous part of the wall is that so-called sweet smelling perfume. And to my fellow sisters, If you did not know, some of those called, some of those so-called sweet-smelling perfumes are actually products of research in the immoral industry that has spiked almost all women products In fact, those perfumes are pheromones, which are sexual arousal cues and hormones that are meant to stimulate the sexual receptors in men Now listen to me my fellow sister The neutron stars Have already collided And the heavens Are being shaken In a very severe way How can we then Continue Like the unpurchased How is that possible How can we continue like the unpurchased? How can we continue, fellow sisters? Like the unpurchased. Yet, the neutron stars have already collided. And the heavens are being shaken. In a very severe way. How can we continue like the unpurchased Senior Bishop Jawan Mutai? How can today's born again sisters, our fellow sisters out there, how can they continue Like the unpurchased And yet The neutron stars have already collided And the heavens Are being shaken In a very severe way How is it possible To continue Like the unpurchased I know that there are some sisters That have just joined us now you were not part of the broadcast in the day. Or maybe you were listening at work and you couldn't concentrate. It was a bit busy. But now at home, we can discuss these things in death. Fellow sisters out there, I want you to know that the thief or robber comes to a home and always and too often by checking which part of the fence is broken And porous Then he uses it to enter that home And enter and rob My fellow sisters I very much understand That getting a job in this marketplace is not easy But are you living a separated Christian life? The thief as I said Normally checks for which portion Or part of the wall is broken Sometimes The broken fence is the acceptance Of the sick but subtle comments That men Comment on your dressing For example And they say you look great today Your dress looks wonderful Could that be The broken part of your wall Now In Jerusalem The city of God The Lord commanded Israel to construct a strong wall To protect the city of God From the marauding Bedouins Who would rob the city These marauding Bedouins, these were nomads. They are nomads. They are people who do not have a permanent abode. They go roaming from one place to another with their livestock. And they build a tent somewhere, stay for some days and move on. Marauding Bedouins, these Bedouins are actually nomads. Even now as we are speaking, there is an ongoing debate about just where exactly do they belong. Where do they belong? Because they are roaming people. They have no permanent abode. No email that you can pin down and say, I'll catch him or her. This is him. This is his email. His email address. They do not have a permanent abode And the fear Was that Because they did not worship The God of Israel And they were roaming nomads From one place to another The fear was If they entered The temple of God in Jerusalem They would have defiled The place of worship Trampled on the place of worship and defiled worship. That is why God, Jehovah, asked Israel to secure the wall around Israel, around Jerusalem. To build a wall in Jerusalem. Even when you look at the Ark of the Covenant... It is secured by two kerubis of glory. So our God has always put in place a system of worship. That the place of worship be protected. The place of sacrifice be secured, be protected. It is always a secured place. That is why for Israel... For Jerusalem, God commanded that a wall be built surrounding Jerusalem, the temple, the city of God, that the marauding Bedouins, the roaming nomads, may not enter the holy place of God's worship and trample on it and defile it because they were not worshippers of the God of Israel. Now today When the Bible speaks about The city of God Jerusalem When the Lord says I will build you into a city of God The city on the hill In the New Testament The city of God The city of Jerusalem Is the church He means The church And that is why God instructed that a wall be built That the place of worship be secured Because the moment it became porous It would have collapsed That's why Israel was instructed to build a wall And protect Jerusalem Beloved sisters out there As I mentioned earlier on, these marauding Bedouins, they are marauding today in the church, which is the city of God. And as I said, until now there is a discussion ongoing, but just where do they belong? Because some of, some of them are from Jordan, some are from Lebanon, some are from Syria. So it is a discussion. Where exactly do they place them or where do they belong? Because they are nomads moving in from one place to another. My fellow sister out there, are you aware That the Lord's place of worship is your heart And your body Which is the holy temple of the Holy Spirit And just as it was for Israel That the city of God be secured So Is your heart which is the Lord's place of worship And your body The temple of the Holy Spirit Supposed to be secured. To be protected. Beloved Christian sister. Out there. Whenever the wall. Would become porous in Jerusalem. That meant the wall would collapse. So it is. With your heart in your Christian walk today When the wall becomes porous The marauding Bedouins will enter And bring down the wall Are you aware That our principal and cardinal duty as Christians Who live in the dispensation Of the collision Of Of neutron stars We are duty bound To protect our hearts As the principal place of worship Are you aware of this My fellow sister That our principal and cardinal duty As Christians who live In the dispensation Of the collision Of neutron stars We are duty bound To protect our hearts As the principal place of worship To secure our hearts Today In this present day The marauding Bedouins Perpetually want to defile The place of worship Your heart The temple of the Holy Spirit, your body. I am asking you, beloved fellow sister out there, have you built a strong wall around your place of worship? Have you built a strong wall around your heart? My fellow sister, I wanted to address you at home Because could be you are busy at work And you couldn't listen and follow carefully When we discuss these things in the day Have you built The great wall Of your Christian salvation A strong wall Around your place of worship Because the marauding Bedouins as it was for Israel And the temple days in Jerusalem They are also roaming around today Marauding around today With the aim of trampling and defiling The place of God's worship which is your heart And disconnecting you from God Causing Jehovah Almighty to reject you and to reject whatever manner of sacrifice you present unto Him. My fellow sisters, are you aware that in Jerusalem, it began by a simple porous spot on the wall, but the purpose of the devil Was actually to bring down the wall That the devil may have a field day And render you desolate And desolation here means A permanent separation from God Almighty Just as it was in Jerusalem So it is today in the present day church. And when the marauding Bedouins come, it is in a subtle way. This, 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 these days, the world makes it look mild and soft. Calls it compliments. Yet we all know that that is sexual immorality. When he comes to you at the office, at the workplace, and he says, you look so good. Your dresses looks very beautiful, very good. This could be somebody that has a problem with his wife at home. They are fighting there. And now he's coming to take or to bring the so-called compliments on you. It is actually sexual immorality. We are all aware. But you know, the world today makes it look mild and soft. As in it's not sin. It's just a compliment. No. We are all aware that that is sexual immorality. That the devil is using to get to you. There are simple and subtle things That you may be tolerating In that office But I tell you The purpose is to bring down The wall of your Christian salvation And separate you From the Lord your creator It is a permanent separation From the Lord God Jehovah Your creator And permanently take you to hell. Take away your eternity. It could be this workmate that just says in a very subtle and simple way, let's walk out for lunch. And then you two walk out, you go buy lunch. That is the way he's getting to you, making your wall porous. And as you walk with him to go buy lunch together In the streets You are making him achieve some kind of satisfaction Because now he's walking with a beautiful woman In the streets The objective is to bring down The great wall of your salvation My beloved sister out there The objective is to bring down the wall of your salvation. It may be that simple. Just asking you to walk with him. To go buy lunch. But in that way, you are making him achieve some kind of satisfaction. Because now, here he is, walking the streets with a beautiful woman. I'm telling you, These are simple and subtle things Yes you may tolerate them But the purpose and the objective Is to bring down the wall of your Christian salvation And separate you from the Lord your creator I am talking to you my fellow sister I am talking to you my fellow sister wherever you are and I know now you are at home Last time we spoke You were at work Tell me my sister What is it That constitutes The porous portion Of your wall Of Christian salvation What is it Could it be The simple compliments, Comments He makes at work And then you entertain. Aren't you aware that those are the gateways of him getting to you. And bringing down your wall of Christian salvation. Sometimes it could be that lift on his car, on his vehicle. When he says, Let me give you a lift to your house. Drop you at your doorstep. Because it's raining. And that looks like wonderful. A good offer. A lift up to your doorsteps. Because it is raining. But the objective is evil. Because he achieves some form of satisfaction. Driving. With this beautiful lady, this beautiful woman in his car.